Danny Flexen here for Seconds Out with former World Cruiserweight Champion, also expert pundit, Johnny Nelson. Johnny, how are you? I'm good, Danny, I'm good. Uh, it's nice to be back in the swing of things. We, we had Christmas off uh, after Saudi, and uh, now all of a sudden it's uh, back into the swing of things. Red Cow Book boxing last weekend, and uh, Kid Galahad were out in the mix as well. So now it's uh, on to the big boys now. Uh, I'm coming. Got Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder, February the 22nd, big rematch. How does that affect preparations for a top level fighter when they're going up against what's a known quantity? You know what, it's, it's, uh, it's very hard. Uh, but the thing is this, with Tyson Fury, why he catches you the first time is because you don't respect him. He'll play the fool to catch the wise. And you think, I don't respect this guy. I saw uh, Vladimir Klitschko do it. I saw Deontay Wilder do it. Dismissed him as always nothing. Now all of a sudden, when you know what's in front of you, he's like a bag of tricks. This guy, he's got the speed of a, of a middleweight, come light heavyweight. He's got the movement of a middleweight. He, you, you just cannot hit this guy. So now it's about tactics because Tyson Fury just has to be more intent with what he's doing. Uh, for Deontay Wilder, well, Deontay Wilder, all he can change is stepping up his pace to try and catch him early. Because he's not all of a sudden going to become a, an outstanding technician, better than Tyson Fury. As far as I'm concerned, Tyson Fury is technically the best heavyweight out there. So now Deontay Wilder's tactics have got to be jumping in, jumping in early. We all know that uh, Deontay Wilder with one punch can change anything. We saw that against Ortiz. But, but, but uh, Fury showed that his skill Get as far as I'm concerned, gave him the win in the first time, and he ended up with a draw. Now, now Wilder has to think to himself, I've got to make sure this doesn't go the distance. There's no way. Smart what Tyson Fury said. He's saying, you know what, I'm going to stop him, I'm going to knock him out. All this trick in the book. I did it when I boxed uh, Carl Thompson. I said I was going to knock him out in five rounds. Carl did actually nothing for the first five rounds, give him first five <laughs> rounds on points. I didn't, and, and I happened to knock him out in the first five rounds. But in reality, my intention was to beat him, beat him slowly. For, for Tyson Fury, He's now made uh, Deontay Wilder think, right, this guy's going to come to knock me out. Yes, I don't have to go chasing him. And he'll box, he'll move, he'll slip, he'll box and smile, he'll talk. He'll do all the disrespectful things that nobody has done to Deontay Wilder, bar Tyson Fury, to infuriate and get him mad. So if you can infuriate a fighter to the point where he just wants to smash your head in, what happens is they don't think tactics, they don't think what they've been doing in the gym, thinking throw X, Y, Z combination in round two, X, Y, Z combination in round three. They just think I want to get him. Tyson Fury's job is to infuriate, antagonize, tease, poke, and, and, and frustrate Deontay Wilder, which he has done so far. Deontay Wilder knows Tyson Fury's not scared of him one bit, not one bit, and he knows Tyson Fury knows he has the beating of him. This is Rob Tubbett for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted, as always, to be joined by former cruiserweight and heavyweight champion of the world, the haymaker, David Hay. We're here in sunny Las Vegas. How are you, David? I'm not bad, enjoying the sun. It's, yeah, it's perfect out here. The perfect storm. We've got two of the, two of the big boys going to go at it again for our voom pleasure. And I'm, I cannot wait. This is, one of those, this is one of those rare fights that you just can't wait. Every time you've heard about it in the past, Everyone's got an opinion. Everyone thinks they know what's going to happen. And the, the, the fact that the, the opinions are so contrasting, depending on who you're talking to, means you're going to see a good fight. I'm going to go straight into it because we're on limited time here. Um, who do you think is going to win the fight, David, and why? I think uh, Deontay Wilder 
is on the form that you would require going into such a, a tight fight. First fight was very close. You know, I had uh, Tyson Fury sort of scraping it, even with the two knockdowns uh, against him. Against him, um, I thought he did enough. The majority of the rounds, I thought he just he just scraped the majority of the rounds with the superior boxing skills, with a jab, moving his feet. Um, I believe you get that one opportunity once against someone like Wilder. Wilder, you won't. I don't believe he's the type of guy to make the same mistake twice. You know, he learned a painful lesson that night getting a draw. You know, it didn't quite ruin his career, ruin his record, but he doesn't like that draw. He wants to eradicate that that draw and turn it into a knock knockout victory. The same way he had a, a blemish on his career when Bermain Stavern lost to him on points. You know, he wanted to do, he wanted to go one better and knock him out. And even the fight with uh, Louis uh, Louis Ortiz when um, he got hurt in one of the rounds and won won that fight, he wanted to go back into that fight to show he's better this time round. And as far as I'm, I'm aware, he showed it. He knocked him clean out of one shot. It doesn't get any cleaner than that. Although he was losing the rounds up until that point, it's a 12-round fight, and it's who can win the fight in the 12 rounds the easiest way. That would, I, I, I can't think, think of any other heavyweight on the planet who could beat um, Luis Ortiz in the ease that he beat him. He let him win a few of the early rounds, waited, 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 opportunity, go to sleep, give him my belt, let's move on to the next one. That for me is ultimate confidence and only a, a heavyweight champion in his prime can go out there and give away seven rounds, not worried, knowing he's, he, knowing at some stage he's going to land that equaliser. And that's what I believe makes him, that significantly separates him from, from the rest. There's obviously been a lot of talk going into this fight about Ben Davison and the change into Tyson Fury's training camp going into the fight. Obviously we've seen you doing the work with, with Ben Davison yeah. in the analysis. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you seem very impressed with the, with Ben Davison's insight into the fight. Talk to me about the change and, and how you expect that to impact on this fight. No, I've been very impressed with Ben Davison. I hadn't heard of Ben Davison up until he, when he started working with um, Tyson Fury. And obviously, when you when you never heard of someone before, you're a bit sceptical. Early doors, he comes back with this new guy that I hadn't really heard of. And then I start seeing the performances. You know, the first two combat fights were okay. He was just bringing off the, shaking out the ring rust and just getting to grips with you know, being back in the ring, he's not no longer 28 stone, he's 18 stone now. So he, I knew there was going to be a bit of figuring it out. But then they jumped in there with uh, with Deontay Wilder straight away. I thought it was a bit early. I thought he could have used one or two more fights to, to, to prove that he, he's at the level to beat a Wilder. He didn't need that. He went out there and many people believe he did enough to win the fight on points. He got a controversial draw. But it showed that, you know, Ben knows his stuff. He, he masterminded a strategy that no one else had done up until that point, and he nearly executed it. If it wasn't down, if it wasn't for, you know, uh, the British judge calling it a draw, many people would have had um, uh, Fury winning that fight. But you know, thank God that happened because here we are again to see it again. And um, he had a couple other fight, a couple more fights against Schwartz and Wallin since then looked okay. Last fight didn't look that great. Got a bit of a cut. But it's against a southpaw. He's not used to fighting southpaws. I think it's a stress. It's a very, very risky strategy changing a coach so close to the most defining fight of your career, the biggest fight of your career, when everything matters is at stake. You know, all of the hard work, all of the training camps, all of the the struggles from depression, from drug abuse, from all of the the struggles. He's finally come back to a point when all he needs is one more win, and that solidifies him as you know the man. And you change your coach two months prior to it. It's a, it's a, it's a risky strategy, but you know a risky strategy. Maybe, maybe only someone like uh, Tyson Fury can 
make that big move, make that switch. It takes a special person to find the way to win, to have that winnability factor. And up until this point, when I've, when I've written Tyson Fury off in the past, when he, when he was going to fight Vladimir Klitschko, I didn't give him a chance to win that fight. But he did. He found a way to win. He won in a manner that I didn't believe he could do. Now he's saying, I'm going to go and walk Deontay Wilder down and knock him out. I'm like, nah, I don't really think he'd do that. Well, I didn't think he'd do that against uh, Vladimir. So he likes proving people wrong. And I, I'd, I'd like to be proved wrong. If he wants to come out there and go toe-to-toe with Wilder, I know as a fan, as a boxing fan, sitting back, we're, gonna, we're in for a hell of a treat. So no matter what he tries to do, whether he tries to box, whether he tries to slug it out, the fans you know, on you know, uh, BT box office are going to be very, very excited with what they're going to see, because they're going to see two men in their prime ready to go. And um, I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing. I cannot wait. You know, 40 hours away, we're soon going to find out who the main man is. Final question, because I said we're very pushed for time here, very popular man in these parts. Um, I mentioned about you doing the work with BT Sport. We've seen all of the viral clips of yourself and Big John Fury seems to have an a interesting relationship with you, should we say. Where does that stem from? Do you think that goes back to the, the Tyson Fury fights? That, that didn't happen. It was a very um, spicy encounter with yourself and Big John. No, you know, John, John loves his son. You know, John you know, is his son's biggest fan, obviously. And, you know, it's obviously not nice to hear someone saying your son isn't going to win the biggest fight of their life. I get that. But I also, as a, as a boxing pundit now, as someone who tries to give their honest opinions on a matter, you know, if my son was to fight Mike Tyson, I'd say Mike Tyson would knock him clean out really quickly. Now, it doesn't mean I love my son any less. You know, it's about who do I think is going to win this fight. It's not about a popularity contest or who do I want to win. It's who do I look, look at two fighters, who do I think is going to win. And I just see Deontay Wilder's knockout power is just too significant in a fight where someone's changing their coach, where someone, uh, where I'm getting sketchy-ish reports out of the training camp where things aren't sounding as smooth as they were prior to this fight. So. My humble opinion is Deontay Wilder's punch power is going to be too much. That's just how I see this fight. And I'd like to be proved wrong. If, if Tyson Fury comes out and puts on another masterclass like he did first time, I'll be there with my popcorn out. I'll be, I'll be watching it. I'll be enjoying it. I just want to see the best fight the best. And whoever, whoever wins this fight, I want to see the unification with uh, Anthony Joshua. You know, we need an undisputed, no questions asked, heavyweight champ where every single person regardless whether you're from America, whether you're from England, Ireland, wherever you're from, you can say this is the number one in this area, in this heavyweight division. And it's going to be either uh, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury or Anthony Joshua. One of those three right now, we're going to find out who officially is number one. And we're going to get down to the top two in, in 48 hours. And it's a, it's a nice, nice place to be in, in the world of boxing. Okay, well, David, hey, always a pleasure catching up with you. Thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social. Maybe catch you at the table sometime this week. Definitely. See you soon. Thanks.
Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm out here in Las Vegas. With me, I've got the IBF champion, Caleb Plant. How are you, Caleb? I'm doing well, thank you. Well, what can we talk about? I mean, this last week you've made some headlines, whether it be calling out David Benavides, your latest big win against Feigenberts, the Canelo fight. I mean, where do you want to start? Let's start with this great performance that I had. Let's start with a great performance. I mean, what a performance it was. I mean, people touting um, Vincent to be a big thing and you went out there and stopped him. Was that the game plan going in to stop somebody like him? Yeah, uh, I said before the fight that this fight wouldn't go 12 rounds. Uh, he was a tough competitor. <clears throat> Ranked number three in the world in the IBF. Number one and two were vacant. He was my mandatory. Somebody I had to fight or I would have been stripped of my world title. And um, he had been the WBA super middleweight interim champ before too. So, you know, this guy with a lot of experience. But um, I knew I was going in there to handle business, so. Well, you've done what you need to do. You handled your business quite easily. Well, not quite easily, but you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. After the fight, you've called out David Benavides. Is the next fight, whether it be David Benavides or the other world champions, is the next fight for you a unification fight? I hope so. It's something that I'm pushing for. I don't know. It seems like David's got a fight with somebody um, because Yildrum got hurt. And so he's got to have a stay busy fight and then fight Yildrum as is mandatory unless he can push those aside and come make a unification fight with me which is what I want and I know that's what everybody else wants that's what you want then you're not going to be able to see me fight him but that's something that I'm pressing for and that I want and um so the other two world champions obviously out in the UK Calm Smith and uh, Billy Joe Saunders now they seem to be in a limbo as well well you've you've basically took your name out the hat but Billy Joe and uh, Cam Smith are in sort of limbo. Who's going to get this Canelo fight on May 2nd? If this just for Billy Joe gets to fight, Cam Smith doesn't, is that a fight that you would try and push for in the near future? Yes, it is. And this past weekend, my team has sent out a legitimate offer to Cam Smith to try and make a unification fight. So that's, that's a fight that we want. And if that fight doesn't work out, then we've also sent this past weekend a legitimate offer to Triple G as well, trying to make that fight. So are you secretly hoping that Cam doesn't get the fight so maybe you can push for the fight against Sticker? He's the ring magazine holder as well, which is a prestigious belt in itself. Yep, yep. That's, uh, that's what we want. Obviously, while we sent the offer to him, uh, a legitimate offer. So now the ball's in their court and they can do what they want with it. Um, you know, he's done uh, some good things as far. I know he had a tough fight with John Ryder. I heard he got some booze in his hometown crowd. You know, he's still... You know, he's been a stand-up guy thus far. He, you know, he don't act crazy or, or nothing like that. And um, that's a fight that we would love to make happen. So we sent the offer and, you know, we'll see what, what becomes of it. In the UK? Wherever. Wherever. Whenever. I'm going to ask your opinion then. Whoever gets the fight, whether it be Cam Smith or Billy Joe Saunders, you, who's got the, the best shot against somebody like Canelo? I feel like I do. <laughs> I feel like, um, you know, I feel like I'm the most complete fighter at 168 pounds. I know there will probably be a lot of people to agree to disagree with me because, you know, maybe they think Callum or someone from the UK, but um, I can fight on the inside, I can fight on the outside, combinations, I can pot shot, I got great defense, good ring generalship, good, great footwork, and a really high boxing IQ. So um, I can move my feet, I can do whatever I need to, and um, I think I have the best style against Canelo. So. Well, you've pulled your name out of the hat for Canelo fight, I mean, after your fight. What's that? Just not in May. Just not in May, yeah. obviously, but... Oscar De Hoyas came out and said that that's it, you're done. You're never going to get the opportunity to fight Canelo. What's your what's your thoughts on uh, Oscar saying that? We'll see. We'll see. They never even sent an offer to me. So they they he's acting like I turned down an offer. They never even sent an offer. A secondary guy on their team reached out to someone on my team, 
and um, that was all of it. They never. I'm not outpricing myself. I'm not saying no. You got to pay me 12 million. No, you got to pay me 15 million. I'm not even talking about money because they never even sent an offer. So the only thing is I, that I'm saying is I'm not going to fight in May. I'm gonna rest from training camp. I'm not going to get overworked, overcooked, and I'm fighting in September. So I wanted. Can you just reiterate why you didn't take the? The Canelo fight, obviously for May 2nd, you said that it's too short a camp or too close to the other camp, too close to your fight? Well, one reason I'm not taking it is because they haven't even sent an offer, first and foremost. Secondly, I just fought three nights ago. We're halfway through February. They're looking to fight May 2nd, so half of February, March and April. So I'm going to take off two weeks and then train March and April. For it's like a six-week camp. Yeah. After that. After I just did an eight-week camp and then six weeks of pre-camp before that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's not even legitimate, you know? That's completely unreasonable. But because Oscar said it, then everyone who's a fanboy of him or a fanboy of Canelo, you know, they're, they're sheep. They just listen to him and then they think that I'm ducking. Do you think they will come back with a second offer for you then? I think if I beat David Benavidez and I become unified world champ, then... That's a yes. That's a yes. But finally, before I let you go, there's a reason why we're in Las Vegas, the big, huge heavyweight fight on Saturday night. Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. What's your thoughts on who you're picking? I think it's a great fight. I think that both these guys are really charming in the bit to get after, you know, get after and get at each other. And um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Deontay. He's been a supporter of mine for a long time, even before I turned pro. A great dude. And um, it's one thing to not get knocked out by Deontay Wilder in 12 rounds, and it's another thing to not get knocked out of him get knocked out by him in 24 rounds. I think that's a, a tall order. But um, if anyone's the man for the job, it'd be Tyson Fury. So we're going to see if he comes out and tries to bang with him and knock him out in two rounds or if he's going to you know, stick and move and box. So. Do you believe Tyson when he says he can knock him out in two? It's hard to believe that. But, you know, as crazy as his ass is, it'd be hard to, you know, who knows what he's going to do. That's a wild dude. So, uh, but the great thing is we're going to get to find out come Saturday. So, Okay, well, I won't keep you much longer. I know you've done loads of press here. You're probably tired standing on your feet, but I've got to thank you from the bottom of my heart for sticking around and doing this interview with me. So, pleasure to meet you, champ, and hopefully I'll catch up with you soon. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. No, thank you. This is Rob Tumble for Boxing Social in association with Brentford. Delighted, privileged to be joined by British Boxing Royalty, the last undisputed heavyweight champion, Lennox Lewis. We're here in Las Vegas ahead of Deontay Wilder's huge rematch with Tyson Fury. How are you, Lennox? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very well. Always a good start to the interview. People ask me how I am, so thank you for that. <laughs> talk to me about this fight. Huge fight this weekend for the WBC World Heavyweight title. Huge fight. I mean, uh, you got two of uh, the best heavyweights in the world, and they're, they're basically going to perform out there. I mean, the first fight was a stinger. Uh, nobody really expected to uh, expect to see what happened, and it happened. And now we're going to have another unbelievable fight. You know, nobody knows what's going to happen in this fight either. Uh, all they do know is that you've got the boxer against the puncher. And uh, the first fight was a draw, arguably a draw. And uh, the, now we want to see who is the man, who is the top man. And uh, we can only see it at uh, Saturday night. 
and uh, where two guys, Deontay Wilder and uh, Tyson Fury, are going to get it on for the second time in a row. You mentioned the first fight being a kind of closely contested, very contentious draw in a lot of people's eyes, similar to your first fight with Evander Holyfield. How did it change your preparation going into the rematch off the back of a draw that many people thought he won the fight? Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, I thought I won the fight as well. And, you know, it's basically just the same type of training, preparing for uh, a man that, uh, you know, I beat the first time. But the problem is, you know, uh, Evander Holyfield, he came in really prepared for me the second fight, real, realizing that, you know, the first fight he came in singing and I didn't really appreciate that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, I'm sure Tyson Fury is focused. I mean, I know he's focused because obviously he's got a new trainer and uh, he, wants to, he wants to win and he's finding different ways to win. And, you know, getting a new trainer is, is, is the right thing to do. You know, it's better to go to the gym every day learning something than not learning something. So he's, he, he made the right move there. But, you know, you look at Deontay. Deontay's been making the right moves as well. His, his last two fights were knockouts, and he disposed of these guys, you know, handedly and easily. And he did what he was supposed to do. He's still focused on, on you know, being the best. And, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting fight, and I uh, can't wait to see it. You mentioned the, the change to Tyson Fury's training setup. He's gone to the Kronk Gym, somewhere yeah. that you know, a product of the, of the Kronk Gym, one of the many, many great fighters and world champions to come out of the Kronk Gym. Good move for Tyson Fury for his style, and what can we expect to see? What kind of change do we expect to see coming into this fight? Yeah, I think it's a great move for Tyson Fury. You know, when, when you make those type of moves, it shows that you want to be the best. You want, you want to uh, improve upon your skill, and you're searching for knowledge. And the knowledge that he's going to get from the, the Kronk uh, Gym is, you know, Obviously, uh, um, you know, Sugar's going to dial him in, just like uh, Evander Holyfield, I mean, um, uh, Manny dialed me in. Uh, you know, he said, you're a great fighter, but you, should, you, know, you need to use your attributes, and we need to, you know, work on your attributes. And that was that, you know, fast, hard jab that I, uh, I, I threw, uh, great right hand that I threw, great left hook that I threw. So these things, you know, um, I'm sure Sugar's working with Tyson Fury on. And final question, because we are very pressed for time. You're obviously always a very, very popular man in these parts whenever you return to Las Vegas. Um, just want to get your opinion on some comments that we've obviously seen in the media over the last few years regarding yourself, or a few yeah. months, yourself and Anthony Joshua. Just making sure you don't leave the chair there. Um, what's happened there? Because I remember, I mean, we've seen the photos of yourself and Anthony Joshua post-London 2012 when he's got his gold medal, obviously gold medalist yourself. But yet the relationship from the outside looking in seems to have soured. What's happened, Lennox? Uh, I don't. I don't really know. Uh, I don't really have a bad relationship with him. You know, he, he said a few uh, comments the other day, and uh, you know, I just look at him being under some stress. Uh, you know, he basically made a comment when when a bad comment, and he's in a weak position to make those comments. So I didn't feel that it was uh, necessary for me to come back at him. And just very, very quickly, what did you make of his performance against Andy Ruiz? Obviously, reclaimed the unified heavyweight title. Yeah, I mean, he did what he had to do. Uh, he basically boxed a guy that was overweight and didn't train for him. And, uh, you know, um, you know, he did what he had to do. Okay, well, Lennox, it's always a real pleasure catching up with you. Real privilege to talk to you. Thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social. Look forward to catching up with you soon. Thank you. Bless. Thank you very much, champ.
I can't see it happening for 12 rounds. I can't see Wilder not landing that same killer shot. For 12 rounds, I just can't see it happening. He's there in 12 rounds. I know that you can't, I can't, you can't hit what you can't catch. I think I don't know. You don't know I, I thought I thought Wilder was getting conclusively outboxed by Lewis Ortiz. He was getting outboxed. He couldn't get through. So he just quite he needed that one shot. That he one. Did, but, you know, probably turning the wrong guy. Not, not big he's still effective though. No, he is. He's effective. He's effective for the first five rounds. Yeah. See when it goes into the latter part of the round. It's not his game. I, I, not his game for an old man. I think he, I, I fancy Tyson to outboxing, and I think after six, seven rounds, after six. That's how, that's how you know you've got a good fight when everyone's opinion is that's different. Not, Everyone thinks there's two contrasting styles it's, boxer versus puncher. I love it. It, it. it is, and you know, you mentioned about Naz. You know, for me, a good. Naz was a good boxer, and then in the latter stage of his became career, the puncher, yeah. became the puncher, and he didn't train as well as he should. Tyson is a consummate boxer. I mean, I thought those statistics yesterday were talking about he was the that. most elusive. He's had taken less punches as a heavyweight champion than anyone in heavy, heavyweight history. How do you, you, know, how do you see the new trainer fitting in? I, I, I've got to be honest with you, Listen, you, you two guys are fine if you know better than anybody. But you get to a certain, you know, 31 years of age. Is a new, you know, you, is a new trainer going to? Going to make a, a lot of difference to you. Two you train by yeah. then, you train yourself. I know it's yeah. two months, but they get you know Tyson's. He's a he's a he's a sort of comes to this fighting stock. <laughs> I think he's one of those guys who are going to ring. You know, he go and fight without a trainer. That's yeah. the mentality. And I just don't think when he appointed Ben Davis, and everyone said, "Who's Ben Davis?" Yeah. I've never heard of him. And no one had heard of him. Yeah. But Tyson was astute enough to pick the man that at the time was good for him, in as much that what he did in, in training, but more importantly, what he Mentor did outside the ring. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I think that he's, he knows, it's not like he doesn't know Sugar Hill, he's been with Sugar Hill, and Sugar Hill's, uh, they seem to have bonded now, and uh, I, I was with him the day before yesterday over the house, and he, was in, he looks in great physical shape, mentally he was on the money. I just think it's the old adage, a good boxer will always beat a big puncher, That's, I've, and I've always been like that. Depends how big that puncher is. Last time, he, last time I boxed him, three. I had him. I had him. Let me tell you. See, see what happens. What you do when you do that, you put yourself under pressure because you're saying the big puncher is going to work, is going to win. Then you're waiting every you're waiting round. Waiting to throw yeah. that every shot every and round. the rounds yeah. are slipping by. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you the other thing. He is a big puncher, he's a massive concussive puncher, but he got up twice. Yes. And going into that fight, he said yesterday, he said Tyson Fury, he's a he's a he's he's, he's a boozer, he's taking cocaine. These are all of, you know, it's out there. Tyson's has said this yeah. in his book, he knows it. But he didn't beat that guy. He didn't beat the guy that done all that yeah. in the last fight. That was the time he was yeah. gonna beat him. Yeah, this yeah. time he's been he's been clean living, he's worked hard, so now he's gotta go and see if he can what he can do any differently. Now, what can Wilder do any differently than he did in the last fight? He ain't gonna outbox him. He's got to catch him. And I think that Tyson will be more Wait, fitter. Are you, more... are you guys moving in on my Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are moving in on my Instagram? <laughs> thank you, fellas. Thank, thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure to work. Can we just get a photo of the three of them?
This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We're in Las Vegas. It's obviously a big heavyweight fight week when Mr. Lennox Lewis is in town. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Very well. Weather's picking up. Yeah, nice and uh, sunny. Uh, maybe a bit cool, but uh, we love the sun. Lennox, break this down for me. What does Tyson Fury need to do to beat Deontay Wilder Saturday night here in Las Vegas? He needs to outbox him. He needs to stay away from the right hand and do what he does uh, great, and that's box and use his uh, God-given talent and stay away from that right hand. Simple as that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been in against guys that they've been great left hookers, and everybody was saying, oh, they're devastating left hook. If you get touched by the left hook, you know, they're going to they're gonna knock you out and they can win. And I said, okay, well, part of my training will be to keep that right hand up and not get hit by no left hook. And I was able to do that. So, you know, uh, Tyson Fury is a great, great boxer. And if you say you're going to knock him out and you've got a great right hand, he's going to know that that's, that's, you, that's where your strengths are. And he's going to probably stay away from it. So, you know, it's, it's up to him to stay away from it and, and outbox Deontay. Everybody knows that Deontay waits for that right hand. He doesn't really do the boxing too much. So, you know, that's where he can take advantage of him. Tyson Fury's come out on numerous occasions uh, in the build-up to this fight and quite boldly put out that he's going to knock Wilder out inside two rounds. Is that mind games? Uh, do they believe that they're going to try and take Wilder out early? What, what do you think about them comments? Well, you know, you can make those comments because Evander Holyfield said the same thing to me, you know. He's basically telling the best boxer out there, you know, uh, he's going to he's he's knock me out. And I'm like, he's going to knock me out in the third round. He basically said he's going to knock me out in the third round. Plus, he warned me about it. And, uh, you know, there's no warning with uh, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury knows that Deontay's got a great right hand. He got hit by it. Uh, but he also got up from it. So he knows that he can take his best punch and get up and go after him. So maybe, you know, he's thinking that, oh, I need to go after him a bit earlier because I felt really strong. All I have to do is get mad and, and get him into a fight and maybe I'll be able to take him out because he's, he has to wind up to throw a punch and maybe I can catch him while he's winding him up. Do you have a winner for this? Are you on the fence with this, Lennox? What, what is your view? Who do you think actually will win on Saturday night? Well, to, to me right now, uh, Deontay's leading it because, you know, over his past fights, I, I judge you over your past couple of fights, and he was able to get rid of his opponents quite easily with a great right hand. Uh, uh, Tyson Fury now got rid of his first opponent, and the second opponent he looked pretty sloppy against. And, uh, you know, that's him coming into the, into, this, into the Shereen match. Now, I don't sleep on Tyson Fury because, you know, when you think he's, he's at his worst, he's at his best. And he's always find something in his in his in his uh, tank to to come out and to be able to uh, withstand what what goes on and and be able to be a, a winner. So we're gonna have to see um, how he fights this fight. Yeah, he may come out in the first couple of rounds and try and knock you out, but then after that, he's gonna resort back to what he knows, and that's boxing. It should be an interesting night on, on Saturday. Lennox, I do want to ask you about uh, Anthony Joshua. Obviously, he regained his titles in Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah, all right, no problem. <laughs> what was that? Oh, I thought you were calling me. Oh. oh. <laughs> Did you not want to answer that? Which one? What I just asked. I don't what know. did you ask me? <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know what happened there. I'm very baffled. Can we, can we just... No, like, I thought she was calling me. Oh, God, do you know I've got like... This is really random. <laughs> but it was like 3 minute 30 on there. Can I no, no, finish off? Cool. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but I'm rejoined here by Lennox Lewis. I did want to ask you about uh, Anthony Joshua. Um, from the outside perspective, it does seem like there's like a little underlying issue there. What is the situation there with you and Anthony Joshua? It seems to be words kind of back and forth, but nothing really that concrete. What is the situation there with that? Uh, you know, I don't really have a situation with him. You know what I mean? Uh, you're gonna ask after ask him. He he um, said a couple of things the other day, but nobody asked him more. Well, why did he say it? What 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 was the reason? He didn't really give a good account. So, but on your behalf, he's a UK fighter, and you support him, and yeah, that's of that. Of course, of course, I support him. Uh, you know, he's a heavyweight just like me. I've I'm, I've done. You know, I've, I'm retired. I'm the last undisputed, and uh, you know, I don't I don't have no problem. All right, well, we can leave it there. Lennox, we look forward to a great fight here in Las Vegas, obviously live on uh, BT Sport back at home. So, yeah, tune in. Tune in. Tune in. Thank you very much, Lennox.